Over 2 million Americans are in prison and approximately 70 million Americans have a criminal record. Bad Boys Jail and Juvenile Ministries believes the church has a unique capacity and calling to respond to the crisis of crime and incarceration. In response, we present Inside Out. And now, our hosts, Wilson and Rascal. Welcome to the Inside Out Show and Podcast. I'm Wilson along with Rascal. Uh, we are here to help people position themselves with purpose for positive change. Because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a we are in one of my favorite places of all times. No, not the general store again. Okay, and not jail. Not jail. Right. You did that three times. We don't need any more of that. No. Okay. No, we are at Heartland Men's and Women's Facility. Wow. For release, release. inmates. Hey, that's the guys we're trying to talk to, right? Well, I would hope so. Yeah. They're listening out there. That's right. So this place is phenomenal. They've been yes. around a long time, but we'll get into all that oh, here yeah, in a we'll little get into bit when we talk to them about it. But yeah. I am super charged and excited about being here today. All right. Well, our theme today, Rascal, is recovery. Hey, wait a minute. I know rehab. You know rehab? Yeah, that was the sister to Rahab. The oh, parlor. for God's sake. So stop, 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 stop. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I got to go back and read that <laughs> okay. again. Hey, but before we, get into that, <laughs> before we get into that, Rascal, I have to ask you a question, right? Yeah. We always start with a question. Question, right let's okay. do it all right here's the question for you have you ever had a physical injury where you needed rehab or recovery time yes and we're not talking Recently. about your brain i'm talking no about when my horse decided to walk off without me and i landed on my rib cage you didn't oh yeah it didn't feel good and you wear a cowboy hat mm, yeah well i wasn't wearing it then okay it came off right when i hit the ground and so you had to go through some sort 16 of... 16-and-a-half-handed horse. That hurts when you hit the ground. 16-and-a-hand... What? 16-and-a-half hands tall. That hurts when you hit the ground. Okay. I know I use big words sometimes, but sometimes you use stuff that I don't make jumble. sense. I just jumble. I talk too fast for you. That's yeah, the problem. That's about right. That's about right. Okay. Yeah, we won't. We always give big word alerts for him. Yeah. Big when word you use big word, I go, big word alert. Right. He's got right. to back up and explain what the big word was. Right, right. I've gone through rehab... Not on. I never. I, I'm not a horse guy. I, I, I've never ridden a horse, but I did put my hand through a table saw, and I had to go through rehab with that. I, you know, had my. I couldn't close my hand. Yada yada yada. But yeah, rehab sometimes takes time, doesn't it? It does. And, and sometimes it takes pain. Well, that that comes along with it. Right. I mean, what do they say? No pain, no gain. Right. When I was doing my hand, the doctor's like, "Okay, you've got to make a fist." I said, "Doc, it hurts." Right. Well, if you want to have full movement of that limb again, you're going to have to move Experience it. Experience the pain. You have to. And so we might get into that today with the, with the guys we're sitting around here because be good. Yeah. this is Heartland Recovery. Now we're going to talk about the difference between rehab and recovery because there is a difference. There is a difference. Is there are different guys. Yes. Amen. I like that. Amen. Okay. Well, of course, we know that Jesus is the great physician, right? Yes. Okay. He can. He, he could have healed my hand, but um, he put professionals in there to do it. For for him, but um, maybe that's how he did. he did it through the the professionals. So anyway, we are going to look at real quick the uh, difference between rehab and recovery. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I also looked it up too. You didn't. Oh, I did. Which one do you want to do? 
I don't know. But do yours first. All right. I'll, I'll do. We'll uh, see if they jive. See if they match. I, I like to go to a couple different places here, okay? So here we go. We got rehab. All right. Rehab is short for rehabilitation, which refers to the process of restoring one's health, mental and physical through treatment and therapy. We just kind of talked about that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Right, right, right. And then rehabilitation has a little bit more to it. Okay, and I got this one from dictionary.com. Rehabilitation, especially a program or facility or treating a person's addicted to drugs, alcohol, or recovery from a certain medical condition. So now we're kind of broadening it out a bit, right? It's not just physical. Open it anymore. up the spectrum some. Right. Rehab and recovery are two terms that are sometimes used interchangeably, but they do not necessarily refer to the same thing. Rehab programs can help someone get on the road to recovery, but recovery itself is a process. It does not always involve actively receiving treatment. Mm -hmm. Most people immediately think of drug, alcohol when they think of rehab and recovery, but rehab and recovery are needed in many areas like obesity, sexual abuse, physical, mental, and emotional abuse, divorce, soldiers coming home with PTSD, Help with dealing of a lost loved one. There you go. You know, there's a lot of different ways that people need restoration and recovery. Right. And our, the greatest restoration we need was, was uh, uh, restoration into a relationship with our creator. Exactly. And that's, I think that's the start of it. You know. Yep. And I'm sure some of the guys, as they get on the line here, they'll be kind of uh, affirming that. So, but so let's get into the meat of it, okay? We got some time here, right? Let's get let's into the it. meat of this. Okay. So um, we're going to be passing this mic around. We got a couple of people with us here, um, a, a number of people. We've got, um, we've got Eric, right? Eric, uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Eric Tribble. And you're the admissions director? Yes, admissions director for Heartland Recovery. The and how long? And the men's side. And how long have you been out here? I've been in Heartland since 2012. 2012, okay. And then we have Dwayne. Want to give us your name, Dwayne? Yep, Dwayne Aldridge. And how long have you been here, and what's your role? I've been out here for uh, over seven years now, and I serve as a group leader and a teacher. A group leader and a teacher? I'm a teacher. Amen. Yeah, 25 years I was in a classroom. That's cool. And uh, we got some other guys. We'll get to them a little later. But before we get to them, let's, let's kind of flush some things out here, okay? First of all, is your mission statement. I, I stalked you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I did. I went on Facebook. I stalked them. I looked at pictures, you know, all this kind of stuff. But um, I, one thing I found was your mission statement. Yep. Really, our goal here is that we want to make disciples who make disciples. Yeah. The Great Commission, right? Yeah go out unto the world and make disciples of all nations, but it also says teaching them. And that often gets left out, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And so one of the things that we do greatly here is, is we want to bring people in, mm -hmm. obviously people who struggle with drug and alcohol problems and other problems as well. Um, but they come and we teach them the gospel, but the goal isn't just to get information in their head. The goal is that they would have a relationship with Christ, that they would answer the call of God on their life, and that they would grow and mature in the faith and be able to teach and lead and guys, guide others. To bring people up, to raise them, and to, to send them out as, you know, soldiers for Christ. So, I mean, there's a battlefield out there, and we're fighting it every day. And this world, it's getting worse and worse. We're losing ground. So, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're called to do as Christians is to, to raise them up, to bring them out, and to fight for God, to, to pull it back inch by inch. Give us some examples of the discipleship. Now, either one of you guys can talk on this. I'm kind of chomping at the bit to, to talk on this subject here. 
Um, and, and I love your guys' topic, by the way, uh, you know, recovery versus rehab, primarily because this is something that God has dealt heavily with with me. I'm a guy who spent most of his life, I grew up in, in boys' homes and juvenile, uh, you know, uh, went to jail for a long time, went to prison for a long time, had an addiction problem, and been to every rehab in the state of Missouri, every program that you could throw somebody at. Um, but the, the, the truth is, is I never found the help or the hope that I was looking for. And so as we sit here and we ponder this subject right now, um, I want to share with you, you know, what God's given me over the years. So with rehab, right, they identify the problem. They say that you have a problem, and that's correct. And they say that drugs is the problem. But here at Heartland, we choose to identify a different culprit, and the culprit is sin. So we don't teach that drugs is the problem. We do acknowledge that drugs is a problem in our culture, in our societies. Um, that's, that's understandable, but we teach that sin is the problem. We have to get down to the heart of the issue. And one of the things that we teach people when they first get here is that we are the church. We're not a rehab. We're not here. Rehab deals with drugs. When you go to rehab, if you've ever been to rehab before, you know that you generally go in there and you're going to sit around and you're going to talk about drugs all day long and so on and so forth. Not here. Instead, we talk about something different. You know, we don't have any classes that are structured around drugs and alcohol, right? But our classes are, 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 are built around teaching the gospel. And so I tell people that we are the church, not a rehab. And we could ask, like, why is that important? Well, you see, in rehab, their goal, and I don't think that they would refute this, but their goal is sobriety. It's to get you sober, okay? But our goal here is to teach the gospel. Now, we know that sobriety in our culture, especially through rehab, like it's not working right now. And so one day, God handed me this, and I want to share it with all of you. I was in the middle of a class, and I was teaching on this very subject, and God had me to say this. What good would it do if you showed up to hell sober? Oh, my. That's awesome right there. My wife and I have a, have a, a, a saying heaven doesn't do halitosis you don't want to go to heaven with bad breath right. just like what you were just saying right and so you know that's really it and so we we set a goal that we can actually reach uh, so when it comes to teaching the gospel that's what we do all day long and so we're actually hitting our goal and you know and it's not to it's not to like bash or, or to put down what's going on you know in rehabs but when you set the goal to get people sober and a majority of the people aren't getting sober well, you still have a problem. Right. I like the weathermen. Our weathermen, they get it wrong 90% of the time. Yeah, but they get still get paid. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know. But Well, another interesting thing that I would, I would add there, and like I told you before, you know, I, I, I struggled with drug and alcohol from 13 years old, you know, been locked up, spent a lot of time in prison, all that kind of stuff. But I didn't finally get sober, if you would, till I came to a place where, like I said before, there's not even one class on the subject of drugs and alcohol. But I've always found that very interesting because I never found it going anywhere else. But I came to a place where there is no classes about that, but instead they teach the gospel. And it mm -hmm. just so happens to be that's the place where it happens at. Right, see? right. And I just think that's awesome. That is cool. The court demanded that I go through these classes. The whole time all I'm doing, the whole class is thinking about a drink because that's all they're talking about is alcohol. Well, we are going to get a little bit into uh, the program itself, but before that, I'm going to talk about our bean slot. Our bean slot, this is a, a portion of the show where we share uh, information or resource to the, those incarcerated and their families to help them 
position themselves with purpose for positive change. And today's Bean Slot has to do revolve around the Pell Grant. We've talked about this before. The Pell Grant is a, a, a government grant to go to school for students. It's awesome. I used one when I went. My daughter used one. My wife used one. You know, I know many people have used them. Um, they're, they're, a grant is a, a form of, of payment that you don't have to pay back. You get this money, you pay it to the college, and they, you know, you don't have to pay it back. Unlike the best kind, yeah, unlike a loan. So, right. But the justice system through uh, Congress has decided to open it up to the incarcerated now. They're That's eligible awesome. for these these Pell grants. It's called Second Chance Pell Grant. Write that down. Second Chance. Pell Grant. Ladies and gentlemen, use whatever resources you can to find the information about this. Now, we've talked about this before. I'm going a little long on this bean slot. The time to get you ready for release is now. Right. Not 10 months from Early now. Early preparation is huge. Right. And that isn't any more important than this because the Pell Grant starts in 2023. And the cool thing about this, what I found out, Rascal, is this actually not only affects those that are, are presently incarcerated, but it affects their kids that aren't incarcerated. Oh, wow. Or when they get out. That's awesome. Right. You need to look that up. And another thing you need to look up here is called FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A. It's the government portion of student loans. This Pell Grant works through that. And there are time constraints on this. Each year, you have to do this in a certain period of time. This one, it's called... Um, Ava's Grace Scholarship. I'm going to give the, the address to this. It's called Scholarship Foundation of St. Louis, 6825 Clayton Avenue, Suite 100, St. Louis, Missouri, 63139. The phone number is 314-725-7990. And you can get information at info at sfstl.org. These are about scholarships. I'm just going to read the first portion of it. The Avis Grace Scholarship provides grants of 5000 to students who have evidence of parental incarceration. That means they got a, they got somebody in prison. Right. Okay. A These, family member in prison. Right. These uh, grants are renewable through graduation or a maximum of eight semesters. So eight times five is 40. So that's $40,000. That's a lot. Oh, of yeah, money. it is. All right. So this is this particular one is for students that uh, live in Missouri or in Illinois counties that comprise St. Louis metropolitan area. But you need to do this now. They says here uh, this this is very timely. Their window for this is between January fifteenth and April fifteenth. Okay. Each year. So tax time. Yeah, tax time. So if you're looking to go to college, you need to get in touch with these people. And maybe find some free money. That'd okay. be awesome. Right. It's called the Scholarship Foundation of St. Louis, 6825 Clayton Avenue, Suite 100, St. Louis, Missouri, 63139. And um, again, uh, do some research. Do some research on that. So that's our bean slot. We're here up in the heartland. The heartland. Heartland. They call it the flyover, right? I've seen more cows on the way out here, I think, than I've seen in my whole life. I'd like to eat some of them cows. Uh, I'm okay with that. You said you had a side of beef. Yeah, my wife and I, we bought a side of beef. We just need to find a, a freezer for it. That's all. Anyway, we're here at Heartland Recovery up in Bethel, Newark area, and we've been talking with um, Eric and Dwayne, and we got some other guys that are going to talk a little bit later. Um, but we've been talking about the difference 
of rehab versus recovery. We, we heard some stuff from Dwayne about his, his, a little bit of his testimony. Um, we're going to uh, kind of switch gears just a little bit and talk a little bit about the actual 12-month program itself. And again, I stalked you online and and some of your facebook stuff was talking about phase one phase two you know it's kind of like a it's like it's like a military thing what's going on let us in on what these phases are a little bit would you sure so what happens is you know somebody comes into the program um and and in general they spend about two weeks in orientation uh, from that point they'll enter into what's called phase one of our program and phase one's very basic it's very primary um, we simply teach the gospel all of our classes throughout the first six months of the programs they're all structured around the gospel you know whether it's a class on grace or faith or hope or mercy or whatever the subject is they're all geared and built and designed to help facilitate somebody growing and developing a relationship with christ then in the latter half of our program the the, the latter six months we know that we've already laid the foundation. We want to teach the basic truth of the gospel and help somebody get established in their relationship. Well, the next thing that we want to do is teach them how to walk it out. And so the, the last half of the program, the last six months, consists of teaching spiritual disciplines and life skills. And, you know, the teaching the spiritual disciplines, it's really the, the art of teaching somebody how to walk it out. But we also know that people come to our program that have, you know, very significant problems. How do I become a father? How do I become a better husband? You know, simple things like that. And so we know that there's significant life issues that need to be addressed. It's one thing to just teach the gospel, to teach the information, but we also understand that there's other things that need attention as well. And so we do give attention to that. Yeah, that's good stuff. If you, if you're a student of the Bible and you've read that in Ephesians, the uh, the the armor of God, the first thing he gives you is the truth. The last thing he gives you is the sword. Everything else is, 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 is defense, the sword is offense. So we gotta train ourselves how to get into that battle with the right tools. And it sounds like you guys are doing that, right? Just to give something monthly to you guys, how would they go about that? Where would they send that to? You can send it to Heartland Recovery at 500 New Creation Road, Newark, Missouri, 63458. The website is hlandrecovery.org. The money that you send will go directly back into the recovery programs itself. It, it's to help the men and women you know, there's for hygiene, for doctor's appointments, for things like that that some people, they don't have. Some people come here from prison, they don't have anything. They don't have family or nothing. So they have to have eye doctor appointments. You know, they've they've been running the streets for a long time. They haven't been taking care of themselves, so their health isn't great. Right. So, you know, might have to have a couple of teeth pulled out. Um, need to, like I said, new glasses, things like that. Issues that they've put off for so long, that's, that's where that money goes when you do donate. It is a blessing. And you're blessing someone that you may never meet in life, but it's coming for a good cause. It's coming to a facility that we know because we're here, we see the facility, we know what you guys are doing with it. We're not sending it off somewhere where we have no clue. The pictures on the website don't even look like they're building, you know, but we're actually here. We, we witnessed it, we've seen it. And when my wife and I rode up here back in 2017 on a motorcycle and visited with them, um, we were just welcomed. I mean, it was, they, they came out, welcomed us in and sat down, talked to us, let me ask them questions. Because I loved it. I loved it. Love this place. You mentioned our newsletter. So I'm going to give our address because we like to send out these newsletters. And, and guys, um, 
that we'll I'll be talking to you guys in a bit. But if you want our newsletter, just let us know. We can send it to you. And our address is Bad Boys Jail Ministry, P.O. Box 125, Flint Hill, Missouri, 63346. And uh, I'll, real quick, kind of a, a plug for our ministry. We house resources like you. What I mean by that is we, I go online, I download forms like your application and um, talking points and things about what you're doing. So when I go into the jail and talk, I'll say, hey, you know, Joe, there's this program called Heartland. If you like more information, write to me. So you can write to us for that address. We have all kinds of resources. Bad Boys Jail Ministry, P.O. Box 125, Flint Hill, Missouri, 63346. And of course, we're on Facebook with Bad Boys Jail Ministry and the Inside Out Show and Podcast. So this is good stuff. Um, One point I do want to make about your donations to our program, we're unique in a way that if you donate to the recovery program, 100% of the proceeds go to the residents in our program. Nice. There is no 20, 80, 70, 30 that some places do. It's it's 100% for the residents of the program. The address is 500 New Creation Road, Newark, Missouri, 63458. And you can put Heartland Recovery Donation on, on, on the envelope. I'm not an expert at this. All I did was read what you have on there. Now, you guys, do you send these guys out in vocational type of thing? Do they actually have jobs when they're here? Or how does that life skill thing work? We used to be in the dairy and the farming business, and we've recently got out of that over the years. Um, and so right now, we don't necessarily have vocational programs going on there is some stuff in development uh, but what we do have right now is what we call servanthood so you know everybody that's here has to earn that's part their- of your core values by the that's way it. how many men and women do you, are you serving in this particular season we have 26 men and we have eight women right now what's your capacity our capacity on the men's side is 40 and on the women's side 12 where do you and I don't want to use the word recruit but where do you where do, where do the men and women come from mostly well, they come from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life, all different states. Oh, I okay. Mean, um, we have a lot of people that come from jail. We have a lot of people that come from prison, some homeless off the street, some just in a bad situation mm-hmm. where they've got, they dug a hole with addiction and they, they can't find a way out. Um, the gentleman we're going to talk to a little later on, both of them, they came out of jail mm-hmm. and they had been through secular programs and it didn't work for them. And you can... <laughs> Rehab you see, you versus recovery. See, you can see the change in them. Right, now. right. You can see the light in their eyes versus when they first got here. Okay, how would a person, let's say, um, I'm, I've said this on the show many times. I have a son that's incarcerated. He's in the federal system right now. How would I, if he's going to get out, or he, when he gets out, how would he, or how would he apply? Would, be, would he be eligible? How does that work? So the first step would be to go to hlandrecovery.org. We have an online application. We have a men's application and a women's application. Fill those out right there online. Once you get all your information filled out, hit submit. Once you submit that application, I will be in contact with you within 24 to 48 hours. And from there, we'll do a phone interview. I'll call you back. Make sure you put a good phone number because I get a lot of inter- get a lot of applications and I don't have no way to get a hold of them. So I understand that <laughs> you got better turnaround time than my phone company does. <laughs> Twenty four hours return call. Some of the guys that I visit with, they don't have access to the internet. Can they fill out a paper app? 
there is a paper application online too. I, I did upload a PDF a couple months back. It's the same application. If they're in prison, if they're in jail, if they have an IPO that they're working with, there is. Uh, explain what that IPO is for us it's, guys. It's basically like a internal probation officer. Okay, that's, that's in right. prison. Somebody that that's that's helping them, you know, work to figure out what they're going to do as an exit plan. They, you know, exit plan. I like that. We've done the exit plan. We got an exit plan at the jail and a different one at juvenile that we do. If the IPO can download that form, they can they can give it to them. They can fill it out and then they can mail them to us at that 500 New Creation Road, Newark, Missouri address. Um, once I get that application, as I said before, make sure that there's some type of good callback number. And if you, if you're locked up, then please give like a wife, a mom, a sister, a brother, somebody that will answer the phone when I call. Mm-hmm. And when they call, then from that point we can. Get, get together and we can schedule a phone interview. And what I tell the guys, I didn't, maybe you guys remember this when you were going through this through it, is I had a guy come up to me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to the jail, and I'm sitting across the table from him. He goes, hey, Pastor Wilson, how you doing? Oh, hey, I love you. I love you. I, I need your help. Okay, what do you need? I'm getting out tomorrow, and I don't have a place to stay. Can you help me? Yes, please. If you got an outdate, Please get in t- contact with me at least a month in advance. I tell these guys six months. I well, say get a folder, start writing the stuff down. The month is the minimum. Yeah, um, there you six, go. Six months is, is that's a little too far. About the ideal time would say three three months okay. to a month. All right. Because we take people in once a month. It's not we're not an emergency facility. We can't we're not gonna take people in you know, any day, 24 hours a day. There is a process you go through, like I said. So we'll do the phone interview. We'll go through that. Make sure you're a good candidate. Um, after we get through that phone interview, there will be a few medical testing that you need to get done. And once you get that medical testing done, then I would be able to give you a bed date. Now, if your bed date doesn't, you know, quite line up with our induction class, that's not an issue either. As long as we have all the other stuff done on the front side, I can bring you in a week or two early. Okay. I like that word induction. That's like a military. Anyway, just um, real quick, um, we are going to um, interview the. This is actually this is a two part show. Did it you, is. Did you know that? Well, any, you know when I write out my sermons. Yeah. Once I pass page seven in a sermon. Seven. It page, goes to two sermons. Seven page I have to sermon. Do two in a row. Yeah, because once I start getting that far, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to finish this in thirty minutes. So I've got to to, to So I break it into two. I think I've sat in one of your sermons of well, like my, an hour my and a half I'm doing this something. next week. This one I'm doing next this next week is a 15-page sermon, so it got broken in half. Oh my. And it's licking the knife blade. Yeah, you were talking about called. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll speak about that later, but yep. um, we are going to go ahead and um, let you know that this is a part uh, this is a two-parter. Sorry about that, Jack. We'll get this figured out. But well, I want to thank our guests real quick, Eric and Dwayne, um, for for joining us and giving us some insights. And hopefully, the men and women that will hear this will say, "I need help, and I know where I can get it." It's called Recovery Heartland, and that's awesome stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually a two-parter. I want you to just wait with. Make sure you stick around next time. Yes, for the next we're going to interview um, your part two. We're going to interview a couple of guys that have a little bit of intimate. Uh, knowledge of the yeah. program itself. They got a first-hand experience. We got JM. Not that the guys we've already talked to you oh, didn't no, have no, 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 no. They're good More too. More recent right, right, experience. Right. So um, we thank you for listening and remember, don't let the devil's schemes control your dreams. That's See right. you, rascal. See you later, Wilson. <laughs>